If you didn't bring a Bible with you tonight, hold your hand up real high. The ushers have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one. And let's go to Mark chapter 9. Let's pray before we read this and release our faith. Don't just believe to hear some verses and get some nice thoughts tonight. Let's believe for God to move. Right? Let's believe for God to move by his spirit and exactly what he would say and do be said and done. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this, asking you in faith for utterance and for the anointing and for light and revelation manifestation of your spirit and of the gifts of the spirit, the moving of your spirit and your holy angels. Give us eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts and minds open to receive. Show us what we've not seen, that which we've uh, not understood, reveal and help us to understand. Anything we've let slip, we ask you to remind us of it. Show us how to be doers of it. And we purpose by your grace to be doers, not forgetful but those who act upon it. And we say all the glory goes to you for everything that has happened, is happening, and will happen. All the glory and praise belongs to you. And we give it freely and gladly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen means so be it. You you say amen to that? You in agreement with that? You believe in with that? In Mark the ninth chapter, Mark chapter 9, 17, Jesus came down from the mount with the three disciples where he had been glorified and they heard the voice of the Father speaking, this is my beloved Son, listen to him, hear him. And when they came down off the mount, there was a a tumult, a group together arguing and wrestling and Jesus asked them in verse 16, what, why question you with them? And Verse 17, one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought my son to you, my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wherever he takes him, he tears him and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. And I I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. You know, the devil's very disrespectful. He'll act up. I don't care who's there. Jesus himself's there, and he's doing all this stuff. Does whatever he can get away with. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came to him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Anybody believe the words of Jesus here in verse 23? Is it true? All things are possible to him that believes. Let's say it out loud a couple of times. All things are possible to him that believes. Two more times. All things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. That means the things they said couldn't happen, can happen, if you can believe, if you will believe. The things that folks said is too late, it's too far gone, nothing can be done. Actually, it is possible to fully recover. It is possible to fully recover and live out your full length of time down here below, if you'll believe. People that have just had disasters for relationships and family and home. So there's too much water under the bridge. Too much has been said and done. Now it is possible to be restored. And things be as good and better than they ever were. If you say, no way. Well then for you, there is no way. If you say, I just don't believe that. Well then you can't have it. 
It's not possible for you. He didn't say it was possible for everybody. Who's it possible for? Him that believes. Do I have some believers in here tonight? Then for you. I said for you. Not for everybody. But for you. It's possible. Glory to God. Even though you lost everything you had. Oh everybody in the country. Is it possible. To pay people off. And to catch things up. And to get it again. And more than you had. And better than you had. Is it possible to be in the best shape of your life? Is it possible? Who's it possible for? Those that believe. Those that believe. When he said that. You you can tell the man is exasperated. They've been dealing with this for years. And it's just ruined their their home and their life. And and it's just, you know, a constant drain on them. and, And a... In a a tenuous and fearful situation. And he had heard about Jesus and his disciples. People getting free and getting help. And so he brought him to Jesus' disciples. In hopes that something could be changed. And total failure. They prayed. They rebuked. They bound. They did everything they knew to do. And they had been getting results. We've talked about this already. But no better. No help. And so when Jesus comes and asks about it, you can tell the man is saying, I brought him to them and they couldn't do anything. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help. You can tell he's, does he have a lot of faith here? No. But how does faith come? Help me out. When Jesus looked at him, how many believe there was life in Jesus' eyes? How many believe there was power in his voice? When he said, if you can believe, Believe. All things are possible to him that believes. Do you think faith came to that man when he heard Jesus say that? His heart leapt up. His faith rose up. And in verse 24, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What does that mean? He believes he wants to believe. But he's still struggling with some stuff. Can it be? Can it really be? As soon as he says, I believe, this other thing grabs him and says, you know it's not going to change. The Lord will meet us where we are, not where we pretend to be. This man's not pretending he's got faith that he doesn't have. He says, I I believe, much as I know how, but I need some help here. Help me to get the rest of the way. Help me to get rid of the rest of this fear and unbelief. Help me to get to where I need to be. And that's obviously all Jesus needed. Have you read the rest of the story? That's obviously all he needed. We've read in other places that if you got faith as a grain of mustard seed. Boy, this thing Jesus is talking about when he says faith, it's some powerful stuff. You don't have to have a lot. You just have to have some. I believe, help thou my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people running together, he rebuked the foul spirit. He said, you dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him, enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. He was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And when he was coming into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast him out? They've been getting results, but on this time, they didn't. And Jesus said to him, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. If you read Matthew's account, you see that he told them first, it's because of your unbelief. And then he said, this kind comes out not out but by prayer and fasting. And we've talked about that in detail. Why could they not get the results? The answer is unbelief. What do you do about unbelief? Well, we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But see, they already knew it. They'd been doing it. So you can't say they were ignorant of it. And their problem was they didn't know the word and didn't know that they were authorized and empowered. They were. But if you look at the whole thing, we see that carnality was an issue. That's where the prayer and fasting comes in. I said that's where the prayer and fasting comes in. 
to get yourself back in line, right? Quit being so carnal, quit being so worldly, and the closer you are to the Lord, the more real the things of God are to you. And that just does wonders for your faith. But no, when it comes to the work of the enemy, you don't fast it out, you don't pray it out, you cast it out. Is that what Jesus did? We went into detail already talking about this. Now we're talking about faith for miracles. All things being possible to those that believe. What is a miracle? We've talked about it already. Let's define it again. If you look up the words, you'll see the word for miracle in the New Testament is the same word translated power. Power or force. And it literally means the force or power that makes able or makes possible. So if you want to know what a miracle is, it literally is power that makes possible. <laughs> That's what a miracle is. Pa- Said out loud, power, power that makes possible. Now, the issue has never been, can God do it? Which is what you see in this passage here when the man said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And if you look at other translations, it brings out a play on the words that Jesus said, if you can, talking about if I can, he said, believe. All things are possible to him that believes. It's not a matter of what God can do. It's a matter of our faith. And so when people, you know, you you hear people all the time wrestling with questions about, well, why don't we see more of these things? Why don't we see more of these outstanding miracles? Why don't, it's no mystery at all. It's simple lack of faith. Don't you kid yourself? Well, I mean, people kind of got the idea, well, we got a lot of faith. We're faith people. You can have faith stickers on your car and have three closets full of faith series and books and have no faith for a particular thing. Putting a label on you doesn't put anything in you. (laughs) Right? How many know putting a pretty four-color label on a can doesn't put anything in the can? (laughs) Faith is not knowledge. Faith is not desire. Faith is of the heart. And uh, I know some folks might not like how plain I'm saying this, but I'm telling you, am I quoting Jesus? When things didn't happen, what did he say? Did he say it was the mysterious will of God that nobody, what, what did he say? No, he said, because of your unbelief. And he said, where's your faith? Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? And then when things did happen, why why did he say it happened? Your faith has made you whole. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. I'm telling you, it's all because of the level of faith or the lack of level of faith. But good news. I said good news. Our faith is coming up. Our faith for miracles is on the rise. It's coming up. I said, it's coming up. Isn't it exciting? And the more faith we have and the stronger our faith is, we're going to see more. More things are going to happen. Things are happening. We hear testimonies every week, don't we? We we must not belittle those things. We should rejoice. I mean, people being healed from terminal diseases is nothing to sneeze at. Right? People paying off their debts and lifelong dreams coming to pass. That's nothing to belittle. That's miraculous. That's great. Oh, but God wants to do a lot more, a lot more, a whole lot more. And we're not waiting on him. He doesn't change. He's the same every day, every night. He is ready and he is well able to do amazing things. We're not waiting on him. Nobody's waiting on him. What's the factor? The variable factor in this thing. He doesn't change. Who has changed? Men. Men. People change. And uh, 
I've been in meetings where the faith of the whole group just came up. I mean, felt like the whole place was full of faith. You know what I mean by that? I mean, it's like if it was a pitcher or a glass that the whole thing is full. I mean, from the floor to the ceiling, it's just full of faith. And in that kind of environment, anything can happen. I'm telling you, things can happen. Things happen instantly. Things happen that people didn't even know happened. They find out later. (laughs) Happened so quick, happened so amazing. And it's not because God just decided to do something special that night. He was always ready. It's because the people's faith came up. I said the people's faith came up. Hallelujah. How do we get faith? (laughs) Faith comes by hearing. By hearing the anointed word. You want to hear some more? Glory to God. You you know, we've said this over and over again, but how could you tell if you're in faith? (laughs) With your faith level rising, your excitement level rises. It's they're attached, and so you. This will answer all kind of questions, won't it? How many places do people come to service and they're so dull, and everybody's so ho hum? What does that mean? No faith. Faith is just not there. No excitement because there's no expectation because there's no faith. (laughs) And you know, folks try to blame it all on the preachers. (laughs) And plenty of preachers have been faithless too. But it's not just all up to one or two people. Right? Oh, friends, there's a wonderful thing called corporate faith. I said corporate faith. And it's when all of us believe together. And together, we're stronger than alone. And our faith inspires each other. It does. And if I find out you're really believing, that stirs me up. Makes me want to believe. And then when I believe more, then you go, well, you ain't going to out-believe me. And, and And you kick it up a notch. And when you get a thousand people doing that, oh, glory to God, you get, you get a bunch of people doing that, you can feel it in the room. It's just the very atmosphere is charged. Somebody says, well, that's God. It is God, but it's God responding to our faith. He'll do it anywhere, anytime. Anywhere, anytime. Whew. <laughs> you like that? Boy, I do. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What's a miracle? A miracle is a manifestation of God's power that makes possible. And it all begins and ends with His Word. You and I are standing on a miracle tonight. This planet. Is that right? A miracle gave us light and shined on us today. Our sun. Is that right? All the trees and the oceans and the mountains. They've been affected by the curse that's in the earth. But even in their fallen form. They're amazing. And beautiful. Listen to John 1 and 1. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Him who? The Word. And without Him, the Word was not anything made that was made. Was there a miracle in the beginning when darkness was on the face of the deep and none of the continents and none of the green and wildlife and animal life and nothing existed here? It was dark and void. 
And God said. <laughs> Somebody say, and God said. Every miracle begins the same way. I said every miracle starts the same way. I don't care if it's a healing, if it's a deliverance, if it's a money miracle, a relation miracle, or if it's the earth being created. It all starts the same way. And God said, (laughs) you know who was ready to do something when God said? The Bible said the Spirit was moving over the face of the deep. Now, nothing's happening yet, but he's ready. (laughs) Who is he? He is Mr. Power that makes possible. That's who he is, the Holy Spirit. And he is ready when God says to move, to manifest the power to make possible what God said. God said, the Spirit moved, and it was. (laughs) Somebody say, that's a miracle. (laughs) That's a miracle. God said, The spirit moved, and it was. God sent an angel to Mary, told her that the Holy One was going to be conceived inside her without the agency of a human father. And she said, be it unto me according to thy word. And when she asked how it was going to happen, said, the Holy Spirit's going to move on you. God said, the spirit moved. And it was, Jesus was conceived supernaturally. And the Word became flesh. Somebody say glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Psalm 33, 6 says, By the Word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. Next time you look up into the night sky, you see all these stars and these systems of planets and everything that all came out of God by the breath of his mouth verse 9 said for he spoke and it was done he commanded and it stood fast somebody say he spoke and it was done (laughs) and that's a miracle I said, that's a miracle. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now go with me, please, to the book of John. Gospel account of John, the second chapter. And we're going to look at and believe for utterance and light and revelation from the first miracle of Jesus' life and ministry. The beginning of miracles, the scripture calls it. Do you suppose we could learn something about miracles from this? How to get miracles, how to have miracles. Absolutely. John 2 and verse 1. The third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage, so they were invited to the marriage, to the celebration. This is not a gospel meeting. This is not a seminar. It's not a church service. What is it? It's a wedding. It's a happy time. It's a celebration. And when they wanted wine, because it's a celebration, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. They ran out. And uh, verse 4, Jesus said to her, this is King James, woman, what have I to do with thee? To me, the King James is a little difficult on this. The literal rendering, Young's literal says, he said to her, what to me and to thee? That's the literal 
complete Jewish Bible, I believe, is in line with the literal. It says, Yeshua replied, Mother, why should that concern me or you? My time hasn't come yet. Now, this is a revelation you and I need to get a hold of. Because it is possible for us to do the same works Jesus did. Is it or not? But in order to do the works that Jesus did, we will have to do them the same way he did them. You're not going to do them some different way. It'll be the same way. And we must remind ourselves continually that Jesus is ministering not as God. Not with omnipotence and omniscience. He's functioning as a man. Anointed with the Holy Spirit. And you and I need to remember that not everything pertains to us. And not everything is our business. So you got a lot of folks trying to use their faith on something that's none of their business. None of their concern. And that's why people pray and pray and shout and shout and speak and speak and it doesn't happen. Because it's not their concern. It's not their business. What's that to me and you, he said? We're guests here. This is not ours. Beware of taking responsibility for things that are not yours. Beware of trying to fix things that you don't have place in. You know, trying to butt in and you're going to pray for this and you're going to speak over this and you're going to believe for this to change and it's not yours. You don't have that place. It's not your concern. I know you care about them and you might care what happens to them but that doesn't mean you have a right and it doesn't mean you can have faith to change it just just because you want to or just because it needs to be. That does not mean you can have faith to change it. Hear how quiet it is in here. (laughs) Is it possible for you and I to be involved in the same kind of works that Jesus did? He said so. But do you agree that if we are, we're going to have to do them the same way he did them? We can't just go off and do something that we dream up. We got to do it the same way he did it. So he says, what's that to me and to you? My time hasn't come yet. You can't believe for it just because you want it or just because somebody needs it. You have to hear from him. Tell me where faith comes, how faith comes. We we got into this in detail last time. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And if you look at other translations, hearing by the word of the Christ, the anointed word. And this anointed word quickens you and brings you faith. And until you've heard from him about it, you can't have faith for it. No matter how much you want it, how much they want it. Will this answer a lot of questions for a lot of folks? You can't just pull something out of the air and I'm going to believe for this to happen. You can, but it's not going to happen. You're going to fall on your face. You can't just run around and fix everybody's life for them. (laughs) You can't. We must not imagine that we can do more than the master did. The servant certainly not above his master. We can see miracles. We can have great things happen. But it will have to be just like Jesus did it. How did he do it? How did he do it? Let's just stop right here. Let me ask you a question. They're at the wedding. They're out of wine. Jesus' mother says to him, they're out of wine. He says, well, what's that to us? I don't believe Jesus is being disrespectful to his mother. Do you? Certainly not. That'd be contrary to the word. Word says, honor your father and mother, right? But he's telling her, that's what's, what's that to us? That's, that's not our concern. My hour's not yet come. Does anybody there have faith 
for the water to be turned into wine right now? No. Including Jesus. I said including Jesus. Could Jesus right now just decide, yeah, I'll take care of this for you? Could he? According to him, he couldn't. You got to make up your mind what you believe now. Whether you believe a bunch of traditional stuff or whether you believe the words that came out of Jesus' own mouth about this. Could Jesus just say, sure, I'll fix it for you. No problem. (laughs) Wapo zappo, wine for everybody. (laughs) Have people tried to preach that that was true? That Jesus could do anything he wanted to, anywhere, anytime? Has that been preached? And it's not true. It's not Bible. It's contradictory to many scriptures. Let's give you some scriptures. Let's, let's remind ourselves. John 5.19. John 5.19. Jesus said to them. Verily, verily, I say to you. The son can do what? Nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do. For what things soever he does. These also do the son likewise. Is he saying. He's going to have to see something. First. He's going to have to get something from the father. First. Is that what he's saying? Is he saying that unless he has that, he can't do it of himself? Did he say that? Down in verse 20. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. And finally in verse 30, he says it again. I can of my own self do what? Do nothing. Uh, Much of the church world does not believe this. They'd get mad. They'd get upset if you dare imply that Jesus couldn't do anything he wanted to, anytime, any way, anywhere. And yet, it's basically telling Jesus he's wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. John 8, 28. Then said Jesus to them, when you've lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. He said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. So it's not a matter of whether they need or want wine, or whether Jesus needs or wants wine. What's the Father say about this? Have we got to hear from him? (laughs) Tell me how every miracle begins. Come on, help me out. How does every miracle begin? God said. God said. That's how every miracle, you're not going to have a miracle without that. And people say, well, yeah, well, this book is full of God said. It certainly is. But it's not the dead letter that gives you faith. It's the spirit. And it's got to be quickened to you. It's a big book. Every day is a new day with different situations. Which word do you stand on? Which verse do you stand on for the situation? You still have to hear from him. It could be a verse that you've known for 30 years. But the spirit of God is going to quicken it to you. Come on, are you listening? Today about this situation, and when he does, God has spoken to you. Hallelujah. And when he has spoken to you, now you can believe. Now you can have faith. Because faith comes by hearing what God said to you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Our faith is coming up, I'm telling you. I'm watching the gauge. <laughs> and it was over here, but it, but it's, it's up here now. It's coming up. I said it's coming up. I shouldn't say that. It was a little higher than that. It was, <laughs> it was a little higher than that. <laughs> Woo. Glory to God. John 12. 49. 
I'm reading Young's literal translation. John 12, 49. Because I spoke not from myself, but the Father who sent me, he did give me a command what I may say and what I may speak. Did Jesus say he was completely dependent on the Father to speak to him as to what he could do and what he couldn't do? Well, then why do we think we could get full of faith and just go do what we decide to do? We can't. We have to hear from him every day. John 14.10, Young's literal translation. John 14.10, he said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The sayings that I speak to you from myself I speak not. And the Father who is abiding in me himself does the works. Who does the works? The Father. The Father in me. He does the works. Having a miracle is really simple. It's really, really simple. It consists of three things. And one of them don't pertain to us. (laughs) You want to hear them? It's really simple. It's really, really simple. Can you figure what number one might be? Number one. You got to hear from him. God said. You got to hear from him. Number two. You've got to do. What he said. I said you have to do. What he said. If you don't believe it enough. To do it. You won't see anything. But then number three. He does it. (laughs) I said one of them don't pertain to you. That's. This is why miracles are so simple because you don't do them. I said you don't do them. It's not your part to do them. It's not my part to do them. It's my part to believe what he said and do what he said. Act on what he said. It's no more difficult than that. Hear what he said and do what he said and then he will do what he said. Glory to God. But now as simple as that is, folks are refusing to do it by the millions on this planet. And the enemy will do everything he can to confuse you about that and complicate it and mix it up and mess it up. But if you'll just keep it just that simple. Let me read further to you. Jesus said, believe I'm in the Father and the Father in me. If not, believe for the works themselves. Believe me. Verily, verily, I say to you, he who is believing in me, the works that I do, that one also shall do. And greater than these he shall do because I go on to my Father. Is it possible for us to have the same kind of miraculous things happen in our life that happened in Jesus' life when he walked here? But what else? We've got to do it. The same way he did it. You can't do it some other way. You got to do it the same way he did it. And how did he do it? He said, I can't do anything of myself. So what should you and I say? Somebody comes and says, fix this for me. Do you have enough faith to straighten my life out? You need to say, do you think I'm God? (laughs) And that's not the question anyway. Do you have faith? Right? Don't try to put this off on me. How about let's quit putting any pressure on each other and just admit I can't fix you and you can't fix me. (laughs) Never could. And the people who say they can are confused, are deceivers. Because if Jesus could of his own self do nothing, somebody do something he can do, I don't think so. No. How about you and I believe God together and seek him and say, Lord, what do you say about this? Let us hear from you about this. Right? And and seek him and believe him till we do. And then when we do, let's get our little selves in gear. Right? A doing it and then watch him come in 
and do what I couldn't do and what you couldn't do and what nobody could do. Hallelujah. And work a miracle for us. And then let's give him all the glory. All the glory. All the glory. All the glory. The disciple's not above his master. But everyone that is perfect or fully developed will be as his master. We, our faith can be perfected. Our faith can be fully developed. Can you say amen? amen. Now let's go back to John. Studying this beginning of miracles. They're out of wine. He says, what's that to us? Time's not come. By the Spirit of God, she did something very wise. <laughs> What'd she do? She just turned and looked at the guys and she said, <laughs> she said what? She said, whatever he says to you, do it. How does every miracle start? Come on, help me out. How, do, how does every, every miracle begin? It begins by God said. Just like in Genesis 1, every miracle begins with God said. And she told him, she said, uh, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, so when it comes to our part of getting a miracle, there's only two things. Remember, I just gave you the three. And I said one of them wasn't ours. So when it comes to our part, getting a miracle, there's only two things. What is it? Help me out. Number one. Hear from God. Number two, whatever he told you, do it. And number three is his part. That's his part. Manifesting the power that makes possible. So they, they're giving place to number one. They hadn't got it yet, but they're giving place to it. And then she preps them for number two, which is faith on her part. When we get it, when we get it, be ready to do it. When we get to work, how many know that's faith? It's not, you're not despairing going, will we hear from him or not? No. When? When we get it, be ready to do it. Because that's all that's between us and a miracle. I said, that's all that's between us and a manifestation of the power that makes possible. That's it. Hallelujah. Before every service, I have to hear from him. Before every move in the ministry and church, I have to hear from him. It's much more miraculous than people might think. But it's the same thing in your own life. If you're not doing it, you should be doing it before you make any big moves, including the little ones. Before you make decisions, before you do things, what should you require? What should you absolutely require? I've got to hear from him. Why? Because I can't walk by faith without hearing from him. I can't live by faith. And so you ask him, Lord, what do we need to minister on right now? What comes next? And so I'm looking for it. Ask, it'll be given to you. Seek and you shall find. And you have to respond to him. Sometimes it's as simple as a thought coming to me. Read Colossians 3. Or read Colossians. Or a thought, and, and so I, I begin to look at it and I begin to read it and one thing comes to another, comes to another, comes to another and then I begin to realize I'm hearing from him. This is the way. Go this way. Now I got faith. I got faith that I can find it. I got faith that I can preach it. I got faith that I can teach it. I got faith that you can hear it. And if we do, a miracle occurs. Light dawns in spirits. 
darkness comes off. Confusion. Come on, are you listening? Goes miraculous things are happening all the time. Glory to God. But we have to hear from Him first. And so she preps him. She says, "Whatever He says to you, do it." The Young's literal says, "Whatever He may say to you, do." NIV, I like it, says, do whatever he tells you. (laughs) Keep reading. Nearby, or there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece, 20 or 30 gallons, great big pots. And uh, Jesus said to them, how does every miracle begin? Help me out. Every, Every miracle. God said something. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. Why did he say that? Why did he say that? Quoting him, I don't do anything of myself. I can't do anything of myself. I only say what I hear him say. I only do what I see him do. So why did Jesus say this? Obviously, it wasn't an audible voice. Everybody there would have heard it. But inside him, he got it from the Father. Do this. And so he told them what he heard in his spirit. Do we have the beginnings of a miracle right here? Do we? Nothing has happened yet on the outside. And yet a miracle is already underway. The creative power is not what you and I produce. The creative power is when God speaks. When he speaks. People have gotten this idea. I'm going to become this faith giant. And this power generator dynamo. And I'm going to go out and fix the world. No you're not. You're not God. No you're not. You of yourself can do. Nothing. Nothing. You can talk big and wave your arms and shout and scream and fall on your face and nothing happened. But the same God who said, light be. (laughs) He's your father. I said, he's your father. And he's put his spirit in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he can and wants to and will speak to you. I said speak to you about even the small affairs of life. Sometimes it'll be word for word. A verse that you read. That's the word of God. But it's not just print on a page. It's coming off the page for you today. God's quickening it to you. Sometimes it's not a verse, but it sounds like the verse. And it agrees with this. And it's the Spirit of God. But you're hearing from Him. And the moment, the moment you heard from Him, that same earth-creating power, not all of it, but a little measure of it, was released into your life. And if you and I will get a hold of it and believe it and step out and act on it like we believe it, here comes, here comes the same Holy Spirit that moved over the face of the deep. Here he comes. Here he comes. Manifesting power that makes possible. Somebody say glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. It can happen so quickly. So easily. Why? Because it's him doing it. It's not us doing it. It's him doing it. And it's got to be so easy for him. Look at the other stuff that he's done. How hard would it be for him to fix a body part? He's created planets and solar systems How hard would it be for him to tweak your kidney? He created all the gold and silver and diamonds. How hard would it be for him to get a little money over to you? But can you believe just anything you want to? No. What has to happen? Come on. What has to happen first? You've got 
to hear from him. There's no substitute for having a relationship with him and walking with him, right? And communing with him and praying and not just asking, but hearing from him. We talked about this last week. Peter walked on the water. That took some faith. But how did he get that faith? He didn't have faith to walk on the water because he asked Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. At that point, he does not have faith to walk on the water. When did he get faith to walk on the water? Not when he asked, but when Jesus answered. When Jesus said, come. Was there power in that word? Was there, did that word, was it anointed? Did it bring faith? Into Peter's heart and mind. Sure. It bound to have. Because he quit asking questions. And got out of the boat. Didn't he? And was there any power. Manifested under the man's feet. Come on are you listening. How do you walk on the water. You can't. But the power of God. Makes anything possible. God said. Peter did, and it was. God did what he said. He heard from God. He did what God said. God did what nobody else could do. Who? Somebody say, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. When he tells them, remember the wedding is going on, celebration is going on. Apparently, Jesus' mother didn't say anything else to him about it. She didn't say this to him. She said this to them. And he said, what's that to us? My hour's not come. But obviously, he's communing with the Father. Obviously, he's open to anything the Father wants to say or do. That's how you have miracles. I want everybody to say it. Everybody from your heart in this place in Sarasota, everybody watching by internet, and anybody that will watch this later, you pray it over yourself too. Say it out loud, Father God, Father God I'm, open. I'm open. Anything you want to do. Anywhere. Anytime. Anyway. I'm open. Your will be done. Anything you would say. Any way you would do it. I'm open. And willing. And ready to believe. And ready to act. In Jesus name. Glory to God. That's how you get miracles. Do you think they were expecting to hear. Go fill up the water pots. You think they were expecting to hear that. In the grand scheme of things. Is it really that big a deal. That they're short on wine. At this one wedding here today. Is that of global impact? How big is that in overall plan of God from what you could see? It doesn't look very big. And yet, you can have miracles anywhere. You can have a miracle at a taco dinner. You can have a miracle with the kids playing a silly game. You can have a miracle. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be knelt down praying. Doesn't have to be a meeting. Doesn't have to be a seminar. Doesn't have to be any preachers around. What do you have to have? Help me out. What do you have to have? I got to hear from God. Then what? I got to do what he said. So he said, fill the jars with water. So it's time for number two, isn't it? So what'd they do? What'd they do? Have they heard something now? Could they have done anything that they decided to cause more wine to come there that day than this? Could they have gotten it any other way? No other way. I don't care what they decided they might do. I'm just going to believe God and go over to the, the, the warehouse and believe they'll give me a load for free. I'm going to take the truck. Y'all pray. Pray in the spirit. 
And so they could have they could have drove the donkey cart over there. And he could have said, I have favor. I have favor with God and man. I have favor with God and man. I have favor with God and man. Lord, just give me favor with them that when I get over there and I ask them, it'll just come on them and they'll just say, sure, I'll just give you a load of wine for free. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. Based on what? Something you imagine in your head. It's not going to work. Which is why so many things hadn't worked. You can't just decide you're going to believe anything you want to believe. And it happened. If that was true, then you got God following you around, confirming anything, any harebrained idea you come up with. (laughs) And that's not going on. (laughs) Because you're not the one in charge. And you're not the one who knows how it needs to be done. (laughs) Which means you got to come back and remember who the big boss is. And you need to come back and say, Lord, I know without you, I can't do one thing. I can't do one thing. So, Lord, I'm asking you, what should we do? What do we do on this? We need a bunch of money to pay these bills. What do we need to do? I'm looking to you for a miracle. And the Lord comes up with some things, like go fishing. (laughs) And the first fish you get, look in his mouth. He comes up with some things, right? Huh? Lord, I want to be able to see. I'm tired of being blind. Here you go. (laughs) Now go wash that off. (laughs) See, if you're not open, you're going to miss it. If you got these preconceived ideas and you're only going to do it this way and you're only going to believe for it this way, you're going to miss it. What's the key to miracles there that Jesus' mother brought out, the Spirit of God through her? Whatever. Somebody say, whatever. 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 Say it again. Whatever. 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 He says to you, do it. Now, it didn't say, do whatever. (laughs) And God will back you up. No, 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 no. No. (laughs) Not just whatever you decide you want to believe and do. Now, if you're not clear on this, don't just think you got an issue with me. Take it to the Word. Take it before the Lord. See what He says about this. But it should be obvious. It should be a big answer here as to why some things didn't work. Why some things didn't go the way that you thought that they would. He said, fill the water pots with water. Now, it's no longer up to God. Whether this happens or not, is no longer up to God. What if they had argued with this? What if they'd said, fill the water pots with water? Why? What in the world has that got to do with anything? We don't need more water. We need wine. So we've got guests that we're waiting on and taking care of. And what we need to do is to be getting some more wine. Why won't you hook with me? And believe I have favor to go to the wine place. <laughs> you just don't have enough faith, do you? You need to have enough faith to hook with me. <laughs> yeah, like you had any. <laughs> you can't have any. Until you've heard from him. Go fill the water pots up with water. And you got to remember, they didn't just turn the faucet on and drop the hose in them. 20, 30 gallons a piece. More than one. So you got to go to the well. Let down the bucket. Drop the little bucket. Take it out of the well. Probably spill some. Haul it over to the pot. Probably spill some more. Have about a half a bucket time you get there. And you got to do it again and again and again and again in the hot sun while your people's looking for the uh, waiters at the uh, wedding feast. It took faith to obey. 
I said it took faith to obey, didn't it? When it looks like you got no reason why you should be doing this. It makes no sense to you. And that's what God likes. He likes that. He likes that. He does it on purpose. I said he does it on purpose. He'll say, do this. And you'll go, why in the world would I do that? And he just smiles and goes, do it. Why? Because it shows if you trust him or if you don't. If you're not going to do it unless you understand, then you don't trust. I said, you don't trust. You don't trust him. Until you can understand it to your satisfaction and see why and wherefore and how and how come. That means you don't trust him. If you trust him, you'll just say, sir, yes, sir, here we go. Come on, let's fill them water pots up. Why are we filling them? I don't know, but he said do it. Come on, let's go. He must have a good reason why. Hmm? He doesn't do things needlessly. He doesn't do things for no reason. Just because it looks like it's no reason to you doesn't mean there's no reason. It just means you don't see it yet. Do it. So they did it. That's why we're reading about it tonight. Right? Because they didn't argue with him. They didn't fuss. They didn't try to reason it out. They just went and did it. And so then he said, he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Have they heard from the Lord again? This is how you have a miracle. And as we walk by faith, it is ongoing. He'll tell you to do something, and you do it, and you may not see how this is leading to your answer, but it is. Things are already in motion. You just don't see it. And then he'll tell you something else. Now do this. Now do this. And if you'll keep following instructions and just keep taking those steps, next thing you know, somebody will be saying, what's this? What is this? Where'd this wine come from? (laughs) Take out and bear to the governor of the feast. And what? And what? They did it. How do we have a miracle? Come on, help me out again, friends. You hear from him, and then you do it. (laughs) And they bear it. And verse 9, the ruler of the feast tasted the water that was made wine, and he didn't know where it had come from. But the servants which drew the water knew where it come from. Sure they did. And the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. He said, come here. Verse 10. And he said, you know, usually everybody at the beginning puts out their good stuff. Their good wine. And then when people have drunk and can't discern so well, then they put out the the cheap stuff. (laughs) But you have kept the good high dollar stuff till now at the end of the feast, end of the party. Why'd you do that? And I'm sure the bridegroom is thinking, I don't know why I did that. I didn't (laughs) didn't even know that I did it. And, And verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Come on, is this a fairy tale? It is not a fairy tale. It is historically correct. It's what happened. Can you see the guy tasting the wine going, man, this is some good stuff. Where where'd you get this stuff? Can you see the, the guys that fill the water pots? What are they saying? <laughs> wine? <laughs> wine? They know what was in the cup. It was H2O out of the well. They put it in there. They drew it up. They poured it in there. They knew what was in there. Why? We ran out of wine 30 minutes ago. Or two hours. I don't know how long it took to fill those pots up. But they've been out of wine for a long time. Did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? happen? Do you believe in miracles? Can water turn into wine? What would have to happen for water to turn into wine? What would have to happen? (laughs) Wine is not water. Wine is the product of grapes. 
And usually, you know, and there's much debate about how much, but some type of fermentation process and all that takes time. How could this happen? Instantly. 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 They poured in water. He drank out wine. How? 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 Did this really happen? Did this really happen? There are no continents. There is no plant life, animal life. And God says, God says, light be. What happened? What happened? Light. Photosynthesis. All of the stuff that goes into life, life just begin to spring out. And you see the Genesis account describes the plant life, the animal life, everything as it developed, as it happened, the atmosphere, everything. What caused it to happen? What caused it to happen? The power of God that makes possible. If water can turn into wine, diseased blood can become clean blood. If water can turn into wine, a cancer-ridden liver can become a completely clean, healthy liver. Our kidney, our lung, our heart. True or not? True or not? And it's so simple. It is so simple. All we got to do is hear from him and do what he said. And here it'll come. Something will begin to happen. Something will begin to change. It can change. They didn't know when that happened. They didn't know how that happened. But it was this way. And then it was this way. Somebody say it was this way. And then it's this way. (laughs) It was messed up. And then it was fixed. It was wrong. And then it was right. It was bad. And then it was good. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Stand on your feet everybody. Let's lift up our hands. Let's praise the most high. Let's give thanks and glory to God. Glory to God. Don't be in too big of a hurry now. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Say glory to God. 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 God. Oh Lord, I believe in you. I believe in you. Oh, I believe in you. I believe. I believe in you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.